everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program we produce throughout the academic year in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. In this 16th edition of season number five, we'll talk to Monmouth Junior Gabriella Madu. She recently made theater history at the college. And then sports information director Nathan Beliva will visit with Brady Hunt. He's Monmouth's new head cross country coach and assistant track and field coach. Gabriella Madu recently made Monmouth Theater History in the Kennedy Center American College Theater Festival. At the Kennedy Center's Region 3 Festival, which includes college students from Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Western Ohio, who are competing to appear in the National Kennedy Center American College Theater Festival. Gabriella placed second in the musical theater competition, and she was a semifinalist in the Irene Ryan Acting Scholarship Auditions. Mammoth has participated in the National Festival since 1995, and no Mammoth student had ever reached either of those heights. Gabriella says it was quite an honor to achieve success not in one, but in two categories. I really didn't know how to react. I didn't know what I was expecting going in. Um, starting off the first time we went in my freshman year, it was just to support two upperclassmen that we had. They were doing the Irene Ryan scholarship competition. I thought it was really interesting just seeing how many students were there. So I said that I wanted to participate. So I got nominated my sophomore year and I participated, but I didn't make the semifinal round. But I remember how amazing it was to get feedback from so many other theater professionals, both my peers and professionals who have already worked in the industry and professors from other schools. So when I heard that this year, the festival was gonna be online again and that we could self-nominate, I said that I had to take the opportunity to do that, so I did. And to find out that going in just wanting to participate, just wanting the experience, and then finding out that I made semifinals for that acting scholarship, and then the finals for the musical theater intensive was just surreal. I didn't really know. At that moment, I was like, okay, you didn't think you'd get this far, now what? Because I didn't know what to really, like what the next step was. I didn't even research that far because I just didn't expect to make it to that point. Let's talk about the two pieces you selected for competition. First of all, the piece that you used in the uh, Irene Ryan Acting Scholarship Competition. So for the Irene Ryan Scholarship Competition, I used a piece from Cry It Out by Molly Smith Metzler. It was part of the Humana Festival. That's uh, an edition of books where they put on new, fe- new plays and they get entered into there. Um, Professor Quick, one of my theater professors in our acting classes, always tells us different places where we can look to find plays and scripts and whatnot. So that play was part of that, the monologue was part of that play. And I remember reading through it and I thought that... I prefer more dramatic monologues to comedic monologues. So this one was particularly dramatic. I liked how it easily fell into the categories of everything that he says is a good monologue. And I tried it, I read it a couple of times and I thought this would be really, really good. So I sent that one and another one, I can't remember the name of the other one, to Professor Quick and I was like, hey, so 
what do you think of these two? He's like, I think that would be great. And I was like, all right, that's it. Picked it. That's what I was doing. Talk as well about the piece you used for the musical theater part, uh, a song from a well-known Broadway show that was written for the uh, film adaptation. So I struggle a lot sometimes with achieving my range in music. So when I was looking for a piece to sing for a musical theater, for the musical theater intensive, I it took me a while. I remember I was asking one of my friends, Drew, if he could compile a playlist of songs he thought I could do really well just because he has that good ear and he's really familiar with like almost every show, I believe, at this point. So he compiled a list for me. I went through them and I was like, okay, this is a really nice one. I don't know what this range, or this is a good one, or I want one that represents this kind of idea. And then I decided to go to YouTube and I was looking through different cuts that they had there, different artists. And I remember coming across the song, You Must Love Me from Evita. And it was the edition, I believe, that was sung by Madonna. And I was like, I really liked the song. I was like, I liked that the words were simple, the message was clear, and there's a lot you could do vocally with the song, but I didn't necessarily resonate with Madonna's version. So I kept looking and then I found a version by Soleil Pfeiffer. And she's a Zimbabwe-born actress. She did, I believe, a national tour of Hamilton as Eliza. And she was also in Evita. And I remember listening to it and I was like, okay, yes, and that is exactly what I needed. That's exactly what I think it should be. It did still seem a little challenging, but after listening it to it, to it a couple times, finding the sheet music, I was like, you know what? Okay, I am going to try this one. Whatever happens, happens. Behind every great student, there's usually a couple pretty good professors. Mm-hmm. Talk about the professors you've had here at Monmouth College and how they've shaped your work in the theater. So since day one, getting to the theater department, because I didn't originally come to major in theater, it was just computer science. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do a minor for theater. I didn't really know that theater to begin with going into college was something that we could major in. And I went to that first department meeting and I ve- and I met Dr. Campagna. I met Professor Quick and Professor Rankin. Those are the three professors we have in the department. And I remember that day pretty clearly. And I remember asking them questions and they were like, why don't you just major? And I was like, um, I don't really know. I just, I just feel like it's not, it's not for me right now. And then I remember I did my first audition for my first show at Monmouth. It was a child's Christmas in Wales. And when I was finished, Professor Quick looked at me and he's like, why are you majoring in computer science? And I remember at that point I was like, I wonder if I actually have a knack for this. And it's that kind of, lightness that the professors have here that makes it so easy to want to pursue something that you're passionate about because they find every and every method to make it easy for you to do. So he saw, Professor Cook specifically saw that this was something that I really liked and pushed me to pursue it. Talk a little bit about how you got in the theater in the first place. How did you discover it? So I went to high school, my first high school in Jamaica. That's where I'm from. That's where I was born and raised. And we didn't really put on full scale theater productions or musicals or plays or anything like that. We were familiar with it. We do songs from musicals because they gave a lot of space for theatrical activity, for a good performance. So I was familiar with a lot of songs. And then 
It was one day that I think is what flipped for me. I went to the movies with my sister. We were going to see an action movie, I believe it was. And it was sold out. So the only thing that was left to watch was Les Miserables, I think, for the 2012 movie version. And we were like, this is a musical. Do we really want to sit through a like two-hour musical? And then we asked the gentleman at the door, like, how much of this movie is just music? And he's like, about 100%. And we were like, oh, no. But my mom had already left. She went back to work. We were stuck there. So we said, okay, we're going to watch the movie. So we went in, watched them as hated it. We did not like it at all. We were like, why is this man singing a three minute song just to tell this one guy? It was chaotic. And then we left, we got on with whatever we were doing. And then it happened to be about a year or two later, one of my friends was doing a song from Les Mis for a competition that we had. And I remember helping her with the song and I was like, I need to watch this movie again. I don't remember what's going on. And I rewatched the movie and I was like, this is amazing. And I don't know what that shift was, but then coming to the US, my junior year of high school, I ended up going to an audition with a friend. I didn't intend to audition. I just went to go see what it was about, got tricked, I suppose I could say, into auditioning for the show. And that was my my very first play ever that I had done. And that was Blythe Spirit by, I believe, Noel Coward. And I played Madame Arcadi in that show. And I just remember how amazing and surreal it was to be able to remember essentially an entire book, stand on stage, make people laugh, make people cry, make people sit and enjoy and forget about their troubles for like an hour and a half or two hours. And ever since that show, I've auditioned every year for a show and or musical. Your experiences are with theater at Monmouth aren't just limited to the stage. You've been involved really in all aspects of theater at Monmouth College. Yes, I I have. Um, It's my goal to be able to pursue this after college. So in our classes right now, actually, we're taking a class. It's called career management. And Professor Quick talks about the different ways we can prepare for that. And one of those things for me is making sure that you show whomever it is that you're trying to work for or work with that you're a rounded person. So I had acted in acted or in part, or participated in most of the shows since freshman year. So my the end of my sophomore year, beginning of my junior year, I decided that I wanted to do some backstage work and I ended up being the stage manager and the assistant director for um, Black Mountain that we did. And then I also ended up assistant directing Gruesome Playground Injuries, which was another play we did, that's by Rajiv Joseph. And then I stage managed um, A Christmas Carol that we just finished now. And I've sound designed for two shows as well. And I remember in one of our theater classes that Dr. Capagna taught, I think it was modern theater history, she mentioned that in the theater, there are no small roles. She says that every single part of the theater, to the people, the auxiliary staff, to the tech people, to the director, to the actors, that every single person in the process is important. So I thought it was important for me to make sure that I had an idea of how the lives or or the workload of how everyone who participated in theater looked like. And that's how I spent the majority of my last semester. You're a double major here at Monmouth College, but your other major isn't necessarily a topic that, or a subject that most people would associate with a double major in theater. It is not. Uh, my My other major is computer science. I... 
I'm not gonna lie, I do love seeing the reaction I get from people when they ask me my major and I say, oh, I'm a double major in computer science and theater. They're like, oh, computer, what? <laughs> and that's usually how it ends up going. I'm like, yeah, they're like, so, um, how does the, how does, both, both, like, what are you, what are you, what are you going to do with that? And I'm just like, well, I really love theater, but in reality, especially with the times that we're living in now, it's not always the most stable job, but it is the one that I'm passionate about. It's the one I want to pursue um, in any way, shape or form that I can. Um, ever since I was younger, I've always been decent with computers. My parents always talked to me. They'd have me help them, help them with their things. And I'd be like, oh, I wonder if I have a little knack for this. So it was, I want to say the lesser of the evils in another major <laughs> that I could have chosen. So I am a computer science major. I do love doing it. My professors are great. They're really helpful. Um, one of my professors even comes to the shows, which is really, really great. He brings his son, which is nice. And um, it's always another plan for me. ADR engineering is something thing I really like like the concept of and there are a lot of other things other things that I can pursue with a computer science degree and things that I can even mix the two with which would be ideal you still have about 18 months or more until your mammoth days are officially over but talk a little bit about what you hope to do after you graduate from mammoth college Upon graduating Monmouth, I really hope to be able to pursue a graduate degree in acting, my MFA. There are a couple schools that obviously I have my eye on. There are some that are harder to achieve than others, like the Yale School of Drama. But it is a really promising thing to do because there are lots of opportunities to be successful in the graduate school. A lot of universities offer free tuition upon acceptance. They also offer you an opportunity to teach undergraduate classes, which is something that I would also love to consider. Um, God forbid I wasn't acting professionally, being able to teach undergraduate students how to create a persona on stage or put a story on stage and affect the people that are watching the show. I'd love to be able to be a part of that process. So after Monmouth, it is my goal to be attending full-time undergraduate university. That's junior Gabriella Madu. She recently made theater history at Monmouth. To read more about her accomplishments, go to the news and events section of the Monmouth College website. That's where you will find a great profile about her written by my colleague, Barry McNamara. And embedded in that story is a video of Gabriella's performance of You Must Love Me that was used in the Kennedy Center American College Theater Festival competition. To find the story, just point your browser to monmouthcollege.edu slash news. This is the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Illinois native Brady Hunt has been named the new Monmouth College men's and women's head cross-country coach. Brady will also work as an assistant coach with longtime head coach Roger Haynes on the men's and women's track and field teams. Brady succeeds Monmouth alumnus John Welty, who recently moved to the St. Louis area with his family. And Brady won't waste any time getting to compete at Monmouth. The Scots indoor track and field teams open their season on January 22nd down at Illinois College. Brady recently sat down with the voice of Fighting Scots Athletics, that's Mama Sports Information Director Nathan Beliva, to talk about his early impressions of cross country and track and field at Monmouth, as well as sketch out his plans for the programs. And uh, Brady, first of all, welcome to Monmouth. Welcome
welcome to the Fighting Scots Athletic Department and uh, tell us a little bit about your your background and where you're from. Yeah, thank you. It's great to be here. Um, background on me, so I I grew up in Aurora. I uh, went to Marmion Academy, for those that know it. Um, competed in track and cross country for a couple of years and then uh, did my undergrad at Loras College. So, uh, you know, familiar competition for the for Monmouth. Um, got my undergrad degree there, uh, competed for an additional season at, at Western Illinois. So, you know, local kind of school. Um, did my master's and then most recently I was uh, the head coach for cross country at Kishwaukee College. Uh, it's a junior college uh, over in DeKalb, Illinois. So, um, yeah, I've been there for three years and then uh, just starting here at Monmouth this, this January. Different levels of competition with Division Three, Division One, Junior College. How were you able to kind of blend what you learned it, it all and what you saw at all three of those levels and, and bring that into your coaching? Yeah, I think um, at least at the competitive level, um, most of the people I was training with were around a similar talent level, you know, performing similar times out on the cross-country course or on the track. Uh, the biggest differences that I saw, at least um, while a student athlete, was, you know, the, the resources and stuff that were around us and kind of the, the atmospheres of what it was like to be a Division three versus Division one student athlete um you know division three level it's it's much more bootstraps it's we have really good coaches uh we use what we can with resources and we're much more focused on you know doing the right things getting academics taken care of and getting placement afterwards you know jobs and grad schools whereas division one school it was a lot of we're going to try and get you to the national meet we're going to try and win conference we're going to you know not that academics took a back seat, but there is a certain emphasis placed on athletics um, versus at the junior college level where I've been coaching the past few years. Uh, it's very much more participation level. Um, not that we weren't competitive. Everyone I had was competitive and improved throughout their, their seasons, um, but a different mentality because there's a different competition level. Um, the biggest thing that I have tried to pull um, you know, from what I've learned from the various coaches I've had and the various teams that I've been a part of is just the combining the right mentality of being competitive, um, the different training methods that my coaches have used um, and, you know, seeing what's successful as, as I've coached at different levels, what what student athletes like to do, what helps them improve um, and bringing that to, to Monmouth. You jump in here at a time where the indoor track season is starting and practices were, were going right uh, the first day back in, in January. The first meet, unfortunately, was, was was canceled, but now ready to go against Illinois College and their meet this weekend. And then it's every single weekend, uh, pretty much until uh, the end of May uh, with an indoor event and an outdoor event. So what's it been like with you, with, with Coach Haynes and Coach Wooder and Coach Evers and, and Coach Baker to, to jump into that meet all of these student athletes and get straight to work with them oh man it's it's been a really hectic couple of weeks um you know especially with getting hired right around christmas break um and coach welty leaving right around christmas break there's a lot of you know i'm starting but i'm also not starting because uh the student athletes are just gone for a couple of weeks so yeah uh, you know coming in in january it's been tough um and then having you know some lockdown issues the first week at it's definitely been a challenge, but uh, when we've had, you know, 
different groups at practice and you know the student athletes that are able to come to practice it's been really good um i've seen a lot of positive signs from from everybody across the board the you know the guys and, and girls who are all conference the versus you know people maybe lower back on the roster but um it's been a positive response i've got some people who are working really hard and doing the right things um and i'm excited to see where we go i know it's going to be you know indoor can be a little bit of a slog but i know that as soon as we start competing it's going to go really fast your role indoor and outdoor then obviously we get the summer break but then it's ready to go with cross country where you're the head coach um you've got all the cross country athletes on the track team so is it a chance to kind of evaluate right now with what you've got leading into the cross country season next fall yeah uh we do have almost the entire roster from cross country and track and it's um it is a great opportunity to evaluate and kind of instill what i see as the progression from season to season and year to year um i'm a big believer in you increase um, every season a little bit the the total volume you can handle and the intensity of workouts you do um, to avoid you know plateauing we want to get better every single season um, so you know coming in at an indoor season and then outdoor season you know we're going to look to progress we're going to look to increase things uh, every couple weeks um, and it is a great opportunity to especially with the longer season, take things slowly, take things step by step, um, not rush through anything and, and really do things, you know, the right way so we don't get injuries and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a long season and track season is always a long year, but um, definitely think we're going to do things pretty well now. On, on the coaching side, you're the only uh, non-Monmouth alum now with the uh, the coaching side. So they, they make sure you don't wear any uh, of the other schools' uh, gear. You gotta you gotta get all the the red going and kind of kind of deal with the other coaches all being being Monmouth alums. Oh yeah, it's it's been a struggle. It's just because <laughs> I mean, Coach Haynes knows a lot about me and my Loris background, and he I made a dumb decision when I came down for my interview. I wore a, a Loris. Uh, beanie cap and as soon as he walked in and saw me he's like oh somebody was dumb today wearing a Loris hat um, but yeah I uh, happened to also wear some some purple gear at some other times and he's coach Haynes has made some comments and yeah, yeah it's um, nothing in, in you know in a bad attitude about it it's just you know um, trying to keep things lighthearted, just yeah. kind of giving me some stuff but uh, yeah I I Definitely trying to get some red in uh, and <laughs> on my body, and you know, get some gear. Um, try and represent the school better while I'm uh, <laughs> at practice and all that. But you know, I also can't blend in. I I tend to wear sweatpants to practice, so if I'm wearing a red shirt and, and black pants, I look just like one of them. So, um, yeah, it'll, it's definitely good to have you know so many alums on the coaching staff, um, and they're doing a great job at you know helping me adjust to a new atmosphere, a new school, um, and, and get to understand the culture of Monmouth better. So, yeah, it's been good. 
Well, good luck down at uh, Illinois College this weekend. We'll see you guys on February 11th now for the uh, the home meet here at the uh, Fieldhouse. And uh, welcome to mine. We look forward to getting to know you and, and uh, watching you guys compete. That's Brady Hunt, the new men's and women's head cross-country coach at Monmouth. He's also the new assistant coach on the men's and women's track and field teams. Brady was chatting with Mama's Sports Information Director, Nathan Beliva. He's the voice of Fighting Scots Athletics. To read more about Brady, cross country, and track and field, simply point your browser to mamascots.com. That's your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. And that's going to be a 30 for this 16th edition of Mammoth College's 1853 podcast of the 2021-2022 school year. You can tell us what you think about this podcast by firing off an email to us at news at mammothcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Mammoth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody. Have a nice day and stay healthy.